9419 That is the number that Paul Bryce has called. He rings in to chat to us from the UK. Isn't there a bit happening in UK sport? The seasons are changing over there as we prepare for another big summer of cricket. It doesn't get much bigger than an Ashes summer over there in the Northern Hemisphere. And the county championship has started. It started well for a couple of prospective Ashes Australians. Let's chat to Paul Bryce, who stayed up late for us. Paul, good morning. Very good morning. Great to be back. Nice to have you uh, aboard, Paul, and um, nice to be chatting about the return of the county championship, not to overlook the English Premier League, which is reaching a crescendo, and the various leagues around uh, Europe. But um, certainly great to have county cricket back last week with the opening round. Well, it certainly was, and how much they'll play this week, I'm not quite sure. We've got the prelude to... uh some, some fairly severe weather going on as we speak. Um, I'm talking to you now, there's winds going on of at least 40 to 50 miles an hour, uh, and they're expecting higher gusts than that uh, to hit the western half of the UK as the second round starts on Thursday. So we'll see what transpires with that, because there's a fair chunk due to be affected by this. So um, uh, we know the UK is a very difficult place to forecast weather. So hopefully they get it wrong, but from what I'm hearing rattling around my windows at the moment. It could be fun running into that uh, come Thursday morning for opening bowlers. But after the first round, yes, you're absolutely right. And um, the one that jumped out at me in terms of um, prospective Ashes Aussies, Marcus Harris, 120 in his first dig for Gloucestershire and at least 50 in the second innings in a battling draw for them um, at Cardiff. They looked in some strife at one stage, but um, Harris there digging them out. He would be my... Aussie of the round, I would think, um, coming into there. And I wonder if the selectors will have taken notice. I'm sure they will coming into uh, the Ashes series. But um, really, I suppose, out of that, the biggest wins, Hampshire with an eight-wicket win over Nottinghamshire um, in Division 1. Nottinghamshire going to struggle, I think, this season. They were, they were uh, promoted um, from Division 2 last season. And um, in Division 2, marvellous win for Leicestershire. By three wickets set, 380-odd to beat Yorkshire. Um, after Yorkshire scored 517 in their first innings, um, they would be my standout wins. And uh, just do one for a name from the past. Nick Compton, former England opener, got 100 for Kent uh, as they had a, a three-wicket win over Middlesex uh, to open their campaign. And they want to hope that they'll do a bit better this season than they did last, really struggled last year. So, um, yeah, they'll be hoping to do a bit better this year. Yeah, just having a look at that uh, that early uh, table for Division 1. So Essex have always been strong. Alistair Cook still playing, and Jamie Porter had a great first-up game. Hampshire got a great bowling attack, uh, particularly Mohamed Abbas, the Pakistani seamer. Perfect for uh, for him, these kind of conditions early in the season. Sorry, the reigning champs uh, had a draw uh, with Lancashire, but a game they dominated for the most part. And um, Unfortunately for me, Somerset, well, they didn't lose, but they probably would have if rain hadn't have washed away the first day and and a session of that game against Warwickshire. Yeah, um, I don't think Somerset will struggle as, as much as you think they will, um, because Somerset will always do well. Um, home home form will, will keep them well, um, I think, um, in terms of, of how they play at, at Taunton. Taunton's usually a fairly flat deck, um, and the ball does nip around, as it does all over England first first part of the year. And as you say, just so unfortunate. There was some talk, incidentally, um, before that game started of moving it to Birmingham. Um, but um, both sides did, did discuss it and then decided actually it didn't favour either side to do that. Um, the, only, the only advantage being they may have got an extra day's play 
But um, as you say, Somerset probably glad they didn't do that. Yeah, no, escape with a draw. Uh, Warwickshire, uh, the stronger of the two teams in the match, Davies and, and Sam Hain, uh, making centuries. Um, Sam Hain, was he born here in Australia? I think he was. We should be claiming him yeah, as one of our own. Yeah, he was. Yes, yeah, you could have that one. Yeah, <laughs> I think we've done with, between the two countries over the years. Yeah, I think he was born in Australia. I'm not quite sure where. Um, but um, certainly done well through the Warwickshire Academy and playing well for the England Lions, um, as he did in, in our winter um, um, touring on the, on the subcontinent and a little bit in Australia as well. You mentioned Marcus Harris, a big century for Gloucestershire. Uh, Leicestershire's uh, Peter Hanscom. He's in good form as well. So a couple of Victorians who are performing nicely. Uh, Peter Hanscom had a pretty solid tour of India, a century and an unbeaten half century in the second innings, and Leicestershire's first win in more than 500 days. So nice win for, uh, for Peter Hanscom to be a part of against Yorkshire. Yes, and I just wonder, with the case of both Hanscom and Harris, what ifs, if they'd played like that a couple of weeks ago at the Wacker, the, the story might have been a little bit different. But there you are, for WA's benefit, they didn't. Uh, and um, there we are, so we, we know what happened there. But yes, um, I don't know how much in the plan Hanscom is, um, or Peter Hanscom, that is, uh, going into this Ashes series. Marcus Harris will, will certainly be more on the radar, I think, but um, as I think we talked about two or three weeks ago, if anything should go wrong, um, at least Peter Hanscom is in England, should, should ever be he needed. Paul, I read overnight, um, England captain Ben Stokes is um, asked all the groundsmen around the country there to get fast wickets ready um, for the Ashes series. Uh, this year about to start in uh, when's that about June, June, July, June yeah, about July. eight weeks June, June, June yes yeah so deploying their groundsmen around the country to enhance and help their game plan well he's also come out and said that um, you know we're not going to change our tactic uh, just because it's the Ashes um, his belief is that it will probably um, enliven the Ashes as if it needed it anymore yes indeed and you know it's it's no different to you know, what we've had over the years um, in Australia where they've prepared decks for, for, for Australian uh, teams, it, it's not unusual. Everybody knows it. And the thing is now, with so much cricket around the world, franchise and otherwise, all the players know it. They know what to expect. We do have this thing uh, later in the season. Why it's later in the season, I don't know. With the trial of the uh, Kookaburra ball going to be used for two or three rounds in the middle of the season um, to see how that goes um, in, in county conditions. I know we've had it in the Sheffield Shield with the Dukes ball uh, to see how that worked. And ultimately, there wasn't much, if I recall, there wasn't much thought about it, uh, really. It didn't seem to be that effective in, in Australian conditions. So we'll see what happens with the reverse. Can't wait uh, for this Ashes series with England's uh, new game style with Brendan McCallum as coach and Ben Stokes as, as captain. So we'll look forward to that. A uh, Plenty of cricket discussion out of the UK in early April. Uh, we shouldn't overlook uh, football because that's reaching a, uh, a crescendo. Are Arsenal almost home and host? Paul, where, uh, where do you see this race for the, uh, the EPL title? Well, had they won on Sunday, I would have said yes, they probably were. But they didn't. They drew two goals apiece with Liverpool... So City's win, there's a five-point gap there. And while there is that five-point gap, you uh, six-point gap, I should say, um, while there is that gap and it's only a couple of wins away and City a second, um, who knows? You, you can't really say so. And, you know, Guardiola said at the beginning of the season, 
if we can't win it, then we'll make it tight. And tight is what it's going to be, I think, coming down. It's one of those where every league, every element of, of English football at the moment, from the Premier League right down the, the, the line, right down the pyramid, has had something on it this season. I haven't known a competitive season like this in the, my 30, at least 30 years, covering the sport. And, um, you know, City, Arsenal just find that way to win. They haven't done it for many years, but I've said it on a number of occasions on the show. They're finding ways to win that they never found before. City are there and thereabouts. They'll keep them honest. And then it's after the rest behind them. Newcastle, Manchester United, um, and possibly Tottenham if they decide which one's turning up um, to, to see where we go from there. Who's a bit of a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde about Tottenham at different times. So Crystal Palace thrash Leeds, so Leeds remain in that relegation battle. Uh, been a pretty tough old year for Leeds United. Uh, we've got a fan here at Sport FM and Blaine Treadgold, but um, looking like they might be demoted in a few weeks' time if they don't turn things around. So difficult to know at the moment because there are so many teams in and around there, that area, all in and around goal difference, keeping them in and out of various areas. Leicester City look completely gone for me at the moment, completely rudderless. Bournemouth scrapping like mad to get out of it. Nottingham Forest only in there on in there by goal difference. Southampton just about cut adrift. So there are plenty of sides. I'm not entirely sure Leeds United are one of them yet. Um, there's there's still enough games to go um, for it to change all again. And you know it, this this is the great thing about football, unless you happen to follow any of those sides I just mentioned. Manchester City in the uh, the Champions League this morning, beaten Bayern Munich uh, 3-0 in the first uh, leg of their quarter-final. So, uh, well-positioned, uh, pretty comfortable win uh, early hours of this morning. Yeah, yes, and um, quite a surprise, really. I mean, um, given Bayern's standing within German football, there's a lot of talk about how good that is for German football, but thankfully that's for them to worry about than anybody else. And City coming along and doing a job quite nicely on the German champions, ready for next week's return in northern Germany. And you wouldn't bet against City to go on, because this is the one that Guardiola really wants. It's the one he hasn't won uh, with City. He, he won it as a player, but it wasn't called the Champions League in those days. Um, the European Cup, um, as it used to be. And I remember that game very well at Wembley. Um, two, two goals to one, Ronald Koeman with the winner in 1991. How many years ago was that? Far too long to remember. But if he could do it as a manager, this would just cement his standing and, and this would be the, you know, the, the holy grail, if you like, for, for Pep Guardiola. Paul, before we let you go and um, we'll, uh, we'll let you get off to bed, what else is uh, making news in UK sport? Anything else we need to know about? Um, I, apart from the fact that um, the European champions, and I talk about England's women's side, um, bit of a shock tonight because they got beaten by the Matildas um, in a friendly match at Brentford's stadium. Uh, two goals to nil. And uh, with the World Cup coming up, and was delighted to see, I read somewhere, I think, today that there's something like 650,000 tickets sold across the World Cup tournament, which is an enormous amount of, um, you know, selling and what have you. But... Um, not the preparation that England would have wanted. They beat Brazil last week um, in a cup, con uh, cup competition at Wembley. And um, to lose to Australia for them um, is not the way they would have prepared to, to go down under for Australia. What a win that is. Feather in their cap, 
Sam Kerr and all. Um, and I suppose, given that half the Australian side play in this country, um, don't talk about biting the hand that feeds you. Yes, yeah, got to be careful sometimes. But uh, good to see ahead of a, a World Cup under 100 days away and perhaps a bit of an omen for the upcoming uh, women's and men's ashes uh, there in the UK as well. You'll be hoping not. Paul, nice to have you back on Sport FM Airways. Uh, we'll look forward to chatting later in the week. Stay out of the cold and the, the winds there in the UK. I would do my very best. I look forward to catching you on Friday. That's Paul Bryce uh, staying up for us. Um, daylight savings has changed, uh, changed hands, so it's a little bit later over there for Paul.